Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Goal Line Podcast, where we focus on making you better leaders on and off the field. So, as always, I have a very special, two very special guests on today. Um, one is Josh Spivak, head men's soccer coach at Centenary University, and the other is Keith O'Connor, head coach at Fairleigh Dickinson University in Florham. So, uh, if you listened to our previous episode, I had the Fairleigh Dickinson assistant coach and one of my former teammates, Reed Meager, on. Um, so we decided to one up that and bring you the head coach. And the reason why these two guests are very special to me is they both coached me and I had the privilege to work for both of them. So I'm honored that they took the time out of their Sunday to come join me. So gentlemen, thank you for stopping by and welcome. Hey, thanks thank for having you, me. Jess. I really appreciate it. No, no, it's great. So, um, OC, I want to start with you. Um, so you, you started at Centenary back in the what 2006 correct 2004 2004 I I apologize so you kind of came into a program that was in the small college you know conference and now you're moving into division three so what were your first kind of thoughts in building a new program and what did you feel like you had to do when you wanted to get the guys that you wanted but also try to get your coaching philosophy to these guys What, what were your first steps well, the, the first thing we had to do was change the culture. Um, you know, it, it was in the, the small college um, leagues. And, um, <clears throat> you know, there were a bunch of kids who played soccer but didn't have the passion, the following, and the desire to get uh, get better um, within the program. So that's what I say. I, I talk about, uh, you know, changing the culture. We needed guys who, you know, kind of lived, breathed, and died playing the game and studying the game and want to be around the game. Um, so that was that was first and foremost. We had to change the type of student athlete we brought into to Centenary, um, and then you know, through a couple of recruiting classes, um, I think it took us about uh, two or three recruiting classes to go from you know a, a four or five win season to uh, an eleven win season. So uh, you know, we were blessed to to do some good recruiting over those years and and bring our program to where we wanted to be. Yeah. So when you're recruiting guys to essentially to bring in that new culture what what's the big pitch to the to the potential student athletes well i mean at that time um the opportunity for them to compete right away was was a very good one um but uh you know what they do with that opportunity is up to them so uh we were able to offer you know kids the opportunity to play right away and and make a name for themselves right away which was nice um then again you know you had to to stress to them, you know, it had to be within the team environment. And, and um, as much as we want you to succeed, we want our, our program to succeed as well. And, you know, you're one piece of that puzzle. You're one piece of that, that magic, uh, you know, that magic spell or magic potion. So um, it was, it was kind of easy at, at first to kind of change the culture and then keeping it to where we wanted it to be and more competitive and, and better quality and things like that it got a little bit more challenging, but, you know, um, it was it was a nice challenge to have. Yeah, so so Josh, so you entered the centenary ranks in about two thousand eight, right? Two thousand seven, two thousand eight time. Two, about two thousand six. Two thousand six. Okay, I might, I'm a little ahead of myself. What was it about Centenary and O'Connor that made you want to choose Centenary? Um. So, long story short, um, one of my best friends was playing at Centenary. Um, I didn't know much about it. But uh, I was actually at County College of Morris for my for my freshman year, um, and I knew he was there. So we were talking a bit, um, and he was saying that you know there's a good opportunity for me to play, um, but also a couple of guys coming in already that could change the program um, for the better. So I got in contact with uh, OC and. We, we went from there kind of, you know, he sold me that, that philosophy of you can play right away. You can help mold the program into um, what you want basically as a player. Um, and, you know, we, we just <laughs> basically hit the ground running from, from 2006. So what, you know, how did you get that buying or investment from your teammates because as you started going there and then you started building the program as a player, you know, how did you get the the teammates to, again, to buy into to a school that, 
you know, has been average or below average. And now you guys are trying to make it good. Like it couldn't have just been like, let's play. And just, you know, you have a great opportunity to play. What else was there that kind of helped that investment? So Obviously you can kind of chime in too, if you want. Well, so my, my thing is, is that I came from County College of Morris where we were ranked nationally as a JUCO. Um, we had a, we had a phenomenal team um, and, and coming into centenary was a little scary because they had some good players, but the record didn't show it. Um, and just talking to OC and seeing how passionate he was to, to build a program, you know, like the confidence and the, um, and the kind of like just the wherewithal to like where his vision to where it could go, um, was, was the buy-in factor. It was, this guy is coaching a team that's four and whatever, three and whatever. Um, but the confidence is still there. So, yeah, why not? Let's do it. And let's bring the kids that came in right away was just everybody was in to just change the culture, change the the program. And I think it's it's from, you know, OC's confidence uh, that we know he has. Um, it just just grew on the players and it was easy. It was easy to to have that mentality. So see what did you love? about Josh and making him captain and then in turn your future assistant coach, you know, what was it about Josh that you saw in him as somebody that you could trust in, you know, essentially build a team around? Um, I I think it's it's tough uh, watching. (laughs) I'm sorry. What was that? I said, I know it's a tough question. There's not much love about it. (laughs) No, you know what I think it was, I think, uh, you know, like Josh said, when he came to Centenary, he was a transfer. So he had already, uh, you know, experienced a good level. Like he said, they were, <clears throat> they were nationally ranked as a, as a, as a JUCO. Um, you know, he had experienced quality soccer at its best. Um, and so when he came to Centenary, and Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there were that first recruiting class of 2006, I think there were a bunch of guys that had already played together um, in a non-college setting. Um, so there was a great familiarity with each other already, even before they got to centenary. And I think he kind of, he kind of, uh, was the ringleader to help mold all those guys together and not just those guys, but those guys with the, the guys that they, uh, they entered with or, or that they were joining that were already at centenary. Um, so I think, you know, his ability to kind of take the new and mix with the old, um, I think was one of his his great traits as a leader. Um, and then obviously, you know, he had the respect of the guys. Um, and when we decided to, to name him a captain when he was a senior, um, I think, you know, without a doubt, um, it was easy for our team to respect him on and off the field. I think it was easy for them to respect him uh, as a leader and, and follow what he has to say as a connection or as, a, as an extension of our coaching staff. Um, and I, I just think he had the qualities necessary to – to lead that team in, in 2008. Yeah. So Josh, what was, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean, as you know, Jesse, like <laughs> me and OC together, kind of one and the same uh, <coughs> when it comes to our attitudes, you know, not many people know this, but when uh, I played for OC, we, we were very similar. So we, we butt heads a lot. Uh, we went back and forth at each other. Um, it was, I mean, looking back on it, it was kind of crazy um, that relationship that we have and how close we still are because we literally, we had, we had, we had some, we had some screaming matches back and forth on the field at practice. Um, and, (laughs) but we just had this respect, like, you know, I could still joke around with him. We would, it, it was just a common, it was just there that we both wanted the same exact thing. Um, you know, I know I was hard to mold as a, as an individual, but I think that was part of my growing process was to um, try to keep my philosophies as a player, but also take his on. Um, and it just ended up working out. It's not the most ideal or the 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 way you would think it would happen, but it, it really did just work out the way it needed to. Yeah. So it oh, would fascinate to me. Oh, Hold on, just, just I just want to throw in one thing there. Yeah, I I think one of the reasons, and Josh hit it right on the head, that he and I did <clears throat> connect so 
so quickly as as coaching staff is because we literally have the same personality. Um, taking it from a player to a volunteer to um, you know a part timer to my associate head coach, um, <clears throat> our competitiveness, our styles, our desires, our drives were were pretty much exactly the same. And I think that's what made he and I a great team when it came to coaching, because at one point, um, literally he and I could, could finish each other's sentences when we were starting a sentence about to make a substitution. I would say the sentence, he would say the name, it's the name I'm thinking of. Um, so I think because we're so alike, it made us uh, a great team in, in the realm of coaching. Yeah. And so, you know, what, what fascinates me too, is that like, wh- where did you kind of like, I know you both have that, that passion and that drive to win. And so where do you, as the head coach kind of draw that line from a player who's, you know, like Josh said, he, the yelling matches. And I know it was cause you both wanted the same thing and that was to win, but you know, how do you as a coach kind of react to, you know, I don't want my player yelling at me and lose the trust of my team and see like, you know, now all the other guys can yell at me, you know, where did, you know, how do, how do you draw the line between, between play that player and coach relationship to where you build that respect for each other? If that, you know, do you get what I'm, you know, trying to, trying to say here? Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think Josh and I had many behind closed doors conversations as well. Um, as to what his expectations or what our expectations were of him and, and how far that, that envelope could be pressed. He kicked, he kicked me out a couple of times. That's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah. No, like he made, he made an example out of me. Um, and I think that just my strong will of, of not taking it to heart where it's just two competitive people just going at each other. Um, I think that we both figured out that, I was right and he was right, but we're, you know, we're arguing the same point, but just a little differently. And it just didn't click at that time. Um, but then again, like he's like coach said, is that you, we were behind closed doors after every time that we had a, um, an argument or anything like that. And we came to common ground and it was just me kind of just being molded into, okay, like, yeah, that's a little too far. Um, you know, we are fighting for the same thing. Um, but that's just, that's just how it, that's just how it played out. Makes sense. I like, yeah. I mean, I think every, having that coach player kind of trust relationship is important. And, you know, I think I saw it with Reed too, where Reed sometimes would not as probably as much as Josh, you would yell at OC, but you know, there were times where Reed kind of had that, you know, really drive and that passion to win. And, it was almost too much at some time at some points, but so let's, let's fast forward a little bit. So you, you guys now join together as a coaching staff for a few years and, you know, we enter 2013 and I was talking to Reed a lot about our, our season, you know, after that 2012 year where we barely make the playoffs, um, you know, have a mediocre season, <clears throat> what were the thoughts coming into 2013? And, you know, Reed mentioned that you guys always had a high standard, but, you know, what really was that standard because we've always been so average, you know, like you guys, there's no way we expected or you two expected to win a conference championship that year. Did you? (laughs) No. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, with, with the amount of talent that we had specifically with our guys who were about to graduate our senior class, um, I honestly felt that we could, turn the fence. Um, did I think it would necessarily happen? No, but, um, was there the talent and the opportunity for it to happen that year? Yes. Without a doubt. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But the, on the same, you know, on the same side, like you said, like you're saying about the team being mediocre and this, you know, how did you, did you envision a conference championship? I think that we always envisioned a conference championship. Um, That's our, that's our main goal. We didn't change from anything, but from what people see as mediocre was like, uh, absolutely like very, very good from where we came from. Um, And we knew that, you know, like OC coming from 
four four wins to eleven wins, and then just kind of hovering in that area, we knew there's there has to be a breaking point where we get you know over the edge and 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 bypass it. It's just a matter of continuing our philosophies and and driving it home. So, what were you know? I know the message is relatively consistent, but what were some of the things that you kind of saw changing in the beginning of 2013? Um, I think we were kind of going along as we had planned, but there was something that needed to change and, and it just so happens. I forget when it was, I think it was maybe mid September uh, when there was that, um, that early 6 a.m. training session where I blew up on somebody because we weren't living up to the ideas and ideals of our, of our team identity. And then I think from, from Can I drop any names. I'm sorry. Can I drop any names? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we had, we had a team meeting the day before talk about what we wanted to do and working hard for each other. And then, you know, Kevin Bricks, <laughs> go on somebody because a ball doesn't get played right to his feet, you know, and that's when I lost it. And uh, we did some fitness at the time. And then I think from that moment moving forward and you guys, you know, being a part of it, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think the mentality kind of changed uh, after that aha moment. Um, yeah. Guys, for, for a point of reference, uh, OC turned into, I'm blanking on his name, but the miracle head coach and, <clears throat> and his favorite word just became again um, for the next like 20 minutes. I was actually in a goalie session, so I luckily didn't have to do it. But <laughs> um, all I heard for, for about a 20 minute period was again. And these guys were just running and running and running. And, and you know, but I, I think too, but it's, it's like the little things and, you know, you always mentioned it too. OC. it was just the little things that, that turned into the big picture. And if as a coach, we're not focused on those little details, then, you know, I don't think then that becomes a successful program because it is those little details that, that build success. So um, that I do agree that that probably was a breaking point, Josh, anything, well, anything that, well, here's, here's, here's the craziest thing. So when we actually won those 11 games, <laughs> we were practicing on a, basically a hill, um, not a flat surface. Um, OC was, um, lack of a better term insane uh in terms of what his uh, what his what he wanted from us uh you know he always wanted us possession-based style literally if we had a touch that was above our above our knee we were on the line um anything that was a mistake you're on the line so we had the talent but we were just always working always running always making sure it's perfection and i think as we started getting better players that could play you know, I think OC kind of got away from that mentality because he was starting to get what he wanted um, out of out of the players. Um, and I think OC, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we talked before he blew up on uh, Bricks. Was you know, I always joke with him. I was like, oh, you know, you're getting you're getting soft in your old age. You're not you're not getting these kids where they need to be fitness wise. And we always used to joke about it. And then, you know, once, once you talk to OC and you tell him something, get something in his head, it's going to change. <laughs> it's going to change. So all of a sudden he, he he blew up and I just saw the old fire and passion um, come back. And, you know, I definitely had a smile or a smirk on my face when that was happening um, just because I knew that that could be the turning point. Um, and it, it just, it, it was, it was just refreshing. Um, it was nobody's bigger than the team. Everybody has to hold themselves to a standard. And if you're not, then the whole team is going to run. And that was our, that's what happened when I played, you know, we had a player that we had a player, Jesse, that lost his shorts, his practice shorts. Oh God. Lost his practice shorts. So, <laughs> Every single practice, every day. He, didn't, he didn't come with his practice shorts, so we had to run every single practice. Um, so it's a, like you said, it's the little things like that. Um, you know, the player used to say, "What do you want me to do?" And, you know, I would just yell at him and say, "Find your damn shorts." 
<laughs> or go buy the same exact ones. Um, so, you know, that's the little things. And I think he, it just, it was just a perfect timing kind of thing. And it didn't seem forced. Um, and it was, it, it, it just turned the tide. So what, what was kind of the, what were, what was the message that maybe you wanted to get to read, to get to us up until that time? Because, you know, we, we beat Susquehanna, which at the time was the 16th ranked team. And then from there, it's just like up and down, you know, we lose big, we lose games. We, you know, we can't win really many games. We, we just, we, we weren't playing our best. So, you know, before that, what was the message and like, and what was going through your heads, like throughout you know, you have a very talented team, but we just couldn't find the pieces. So what, as a coaching staff, are you trying to get out to us to try to put everything together? I think for me, part of it was don't waste the opportunity that you have at hand. I mean, like I said, we had a we had a pretty talented senior group that year. And it would have been a shame if we didn't hit our full potential with, with that class leaving. Uh, because uh, I, I think it would have been uh, an opportunity wasted um, for each individual. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said before, I, I, I think coming into that year, you know, as a whole, we had, we had, we had the talent, uh, we had the opportunity. Um, it was just a, a, a situation where all the things had to come together, all those little things which were, you know, up and down throughout the course of the year had to come together very quickly um, in order for that team to succeed. And it it just so happens, you know, after that, uh, you know, explosion at 6 a.m., um, it seemed like everything had come into into focus and into into reality. And I think, uh, you know, we went off uh, on a string of uh, 11 or 12 straight non-losses. You know, it was our best conference finish ever. Um, between the skyline and, and the CSAC, um, it was you know don't waste your don't waste your opportunity. Work hard every day, uh, push yourself, push others, and uh, you know get the job done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and so uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, finish. You know, you know, real quick. Um, you know, there were some there were some behind the scenes things in the in the coaching staff. Uh, I'm not going to get into detail with it, but you know, OC, you know. We, you were going through some some tough times, that personal stuff. Um, and, you know, honestly, Jesse, I don't remember, you know, I used to talk to you guys about, you know, we got to push through for, you know, for OC and, and, and help them. And we needed to come together as a team, um, no matter what is happening. You know, it, it's a short time. We've gone up and down and we needed to – we needed to grasp onto something that was meaningful. And I think that was, you know, the kind of, the kind of thing we needed, um, you know, after we got, you know, we got demolished by OC's current team, um, FDU, you know, not to mention Jesse was not in, um, Mr. Redcar. Um, we were playing with then, a man down 15 minutes we, in. Yeah. And we go, a man uh, down. Text, I forgot. Next got the red card. Thanks yeah. to Tex. Yeah. So, yeah. So, to an immigration officer, <laughs> referee, um, there's a lot of things that that went totally wrong in that game, um, and I think that was kind of, like if you think of them, uh, you need to hit rock bottom before you can build yourself back up. I think that was it. You know, I think that was like this is everything went against us. You know, we were playing on an Hackettstown High School grass field. Uh, small field, everything was just terrible about that day, um, and I, I think that was that was it. But the the thing is that we just stayed to what we wanted to do, push our same methods and uh, philosophies. You don't change it; um, you just work at it a little bit differently. And, so, you, and you know something too, Jess. Hard to interrupt you there. No, but no, um, but specifically in in that year, you know, um, it, it's great, you know, um, having a title of head coach. And when you think of a conference champion team, you know, you know, you think of the head coach. But I, I'll tell you, in, in 2013, um, Josh deserves so much credit because, you know, like he like he was saying, I was going through some 
some personal things at the time where, where kind of my focus wasn't uh, where it needed to be at times. And, and he really took, you know, our program by the, by the reins and, and got stuff done that was, that needed to get done and, and, and took charge of sessions and, and things like that. So as much credit as a head coach gets for, for having a, a conference championship, I, I, I'll tell you, man, he deserves so much credit, um, not just for the 13 team, but moving forward after that, um, because he was just absolutely stellar. I think, I think in that moment, he really gained um, the respect of our guys. Uh, not that he didn't already have it, but I think it went to another it elevated it. It went to another level after, after 2013. And I think, um, you know, even after the guys graduated, uh, they still continue to realize it and and um, appreciate how he stepped up for the program in the, in a time it needed him to step up. No, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, one thing I'm curious about. So, oh, see, I know how superstitious you are, but when we when we start hitting that <laughs> winning streak, you know, what. Not like literally nothing changed because OC didn't let it change with his superstition. But you know what? What's a message that we that you guys have to consistently tell us to continue that win streak? Because I feel like in the back of a lot of our heads, we're like, "Is this going to end? Like, how far can we take this?" You know, where there's still a lot of questions that that need to be answered. Well, I think I think one of the most important things you guys started doing was playing with confidence, and and knowing that you could potentially pull this off i mean if i remember correctly and and i don't remember the exact number but in in that 2013 season i think we won about 12 one goal games and obviously you know obviously your your physical you know play is is important but i think your mental ability and focus i think really improved and honed in on on the on the task at hand, which was, you know, obviously getting to the conference tournament and then obviously winning the conference tournament. Um, so I think, I think confidence uh, was one thing that I, that you guys, I think thrived on at the beginning of October, you know, where we lost our first conference game to Marywood and then went on that 12 game streak of, of being unbeatable. Yeah. yeah and I think, you know, it was, all, it was all, and this is what I mentioned with Rito, it was all kind of just like unprecedented territory for us in that time. But, um, you know, I'm just still, you know, how did, let me let me ask this. What did Reed do? Because I'm, I'm really curious. And like, because Reed obviously was a phenomenal leader during this period. But was Reed, what was your communication like with Reed, who was our captain, um, during the, either like that kind of period where we were losing and then it's just starting to win? You know, how did Reed come to you as a, as a team leader to try to try to fix things as well? Well, Josh, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it was necessarily a conversation that Reed had with our staff. I think what was the turning point for Reed with you guys was the, the loss to FDU, that 9-2 loss to FDU, because um, you guys obviously use that as motivation before every match. And that was, that was something that was never discussed between our staff and Reed. Um, I, I think the interaction between more Reed and the program rather than Reed and our coaching staff was, was really the turning point with you guys. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was the huge part was that we continued to coach and train the same exact way. Um, we weren't, we didn't give up. We're not, we're not going to change anything because we lost the bad game. Um, you know, we realize as a coaching staff, how many things went against us, um, and how things could have been a little bit differently if all the chips were in place, but that's, that is what it is. You can't go back. So just continue to do the same thing and push the same, the same philosophy and, and have intense training sessions. And I think just having Reed there, like, like, uh, OC said, is that you have a guy that is going to emulate the coaching staff as a player on the field, as a captain. Um, and I think, and I still have this conversation with all my captains now is that you can't change yourself just to be a captain. You have to continue to be who you are and people have to follow you in that sense. And I think Reed was just very good at that. I don't know if he knowingly was good at it, 
Um, but he just stayed the same, was a, a huge extension to, of the of the coaching staff and just pushed the same messages um, across to you guys. Um, and like OC said, I mean, our your your guys um, chant or or when we broke it down was always nine two um, mm-hmm. after every practice and every game. So it, that 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 feeling never left of you know what can happen if we don't play together. Interesting. Yeah, I, I forgot we we uh, we always brought up the nine two. That was a. That was interesting, and I think it did help us and kind of remind us about, you know, rock bottom, like you mentioned, during the season. But so we end up, you know, we win the conference, first one in program history. And, you know, we talked about all the things that we did well. So as we get along in the coaching staff and we go to 2016 now, so we're going to jump a few years, you know, what what were the comparisons or couldn't you guys compare – the 2016 team to the 2013 team. Cause I think the 16 team had almost like an easier run in that they didn't really struggle as bad as we did in the beginning. Um, I, I would probably agree with you there, but I think, and, and Josh, I'd love your two cents here. I, I think the 2013 team and the 2016 team were two totally different teams. Um, the, the style of play obviously was the same, but it was different at the same time. Um, I think we had more dangerous weapons in 16 um, all over the field. Um, and, and it just so happens, you know, we had the player of the year in the conference that year. Um, and we probably could have had it in 2013. With me, right? With the same style of play, I think they were two different teams. But, you know, the uh, – you know, I, I don't yeah. think, and you guys can agree or disagree, I don't think our conference as a whole was as uh, complete top to bottom as it was in 13. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we may have had an easier easier path to the to the final in the NCAA tournament, but um, two totally different teams, but obviously, you know, we're able to get the job done. Well, yeah, I, I, that, I agree. If, if you think back, um, 2013, we were – pretty confident in our defending line. Um, of course, you guys, you're not going to be able to see this because it's a podcast, but Jesse's head is growing right now as I speak. We had a, a good goalkeeper behind a good line, good back line. Um, and like uh, OC previously mentioned, we had a lot of one-goal games, so we had a, a very good defensive team. In 2016, <laughs> OC, if you remember, we were uh, – very nervous about our back line. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. And, I, well, I think our our score differential was like we were averaging a little over three goals a game, but letting up right around two. Yeah. So <laughs> what happened was coach for that. <laughs> <laughs> what what had happened was um, <laughs> they. Which um, happened, <laughs> what happened was we for the first time I think OC correct me if I'm wrong we decided to to change our formation, um, not our philosophies and not our, not our style, system of play, but our formation. Um, you know, we went from our usual four, five, one to a, a five, a five, four, one with a diamond in the middle. Um, we knew that we had game changers in the attacking side of, uh, uh, side of the game. We had, we had a much quicker team in 2016, Mm -hmm. Um, it was just that defensive um, nervousness, I think, that that kind of changed our mentality in it, and it ended up working, um, you know, slowly but surely. But I think it was more of a consistent lineup for, for what we had around for our player personnel, um, and and that was that was the key that year. But you know teams were not ready for what we what we had because teams always prepare for centenary as they were a four five one possession based team get the ball on the ground and, and possess and, and go forward and work the ball through every line and this year we we defended and we counterattacked with our speed and our talent and I just think I don't know if the conference was was anything less. I just think that we came with a surprise that they had no idea how to deal with it. 
Hmm. So what do you think? What do you think Justin White did well as a captain in his first year as a captain, nonetheless? Well, I mean, I I think he's a a great example of, of somebody to emulate on the field. I mean, his, his motor never stopped. Uh, Sometimes it was hard to contain his, his uh, movements. Um, But he was a, he was a kid that never wanted to stop. Always wanted the ball. Uh, what you love out of your attacking center mid, um, and I can see him in my head right now uh, scoring that 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 uh, that opening goal against Cabrini in the final, um, off of a, a transition sort of sort of play, which you know Josh was saying that was our strength that year. Um, but uh, you know, I think he had the respect of his teammates, um, both on and off the field, and I think he was a, a good example for everybody to follow. Yeah, Josh, you, you know, like, now that I'm thinking back to it, it's like you, you mentioned Reed, how he was always just kind of himself. And I think that's, there's a, Justin was always the same way. You know, Justin was 100% himself all the time, which which earned that respect a little bit more. And it helped that he was one of our best players. But, but I mean, but no, but like he, he always, you know, he didn't try to be really anything different other than, you know, his, his goofy self. But I, I, I kind of want to go back real quickly. You know, what? why do you think we failed in 2014 and 2015 after winning winning the championship in 2013 with, in my opinion, I think that 2014 year was our most talented roster, um, maybe up until 2016. You know, like, what, what do you think it was um, that led um, us to, I guess, a failure? Well, first, you know, first to touch on Justin a little bit. Um, I coached Justin since he was about 15 years old. Um, and I knew that Justin you know, as a captain, um, he was a captain for me in the club scene and he, it was just based on his performance. And like, like, OC said, he had a motor, he didn't stop coaching wise. He's, you know, hard to contain, but I told OC that's what it was going to be. And he's going to perform for us. Um, but they, you know, he just continued to work and, you know, he, he just never changed because he, quite honestly, I don't think he knows how to, he just knows how to be himself. Um, and, and I, I knew that about him. Um, you know, we had some other guys in mind, correct me if I'm wrong, OC, but we, we knew that they were going to be fragile if their, if their performances slipped and they, and they had a bad stretch of games. We knew that would be an issue for them to come out of and to lead the team. So, um, having Justin there, who's going to be consistent in his performances was, was an easy was an easy transition for us as captains, uh, as a captain. Uh, in terms of 2014 and 15, uh, yeah, I think we had a more talented team. But you, uh, you're going from, you know, as you stated before, where you, you know, you see as an average team that's, you know, making some waves, and then we win a conference championship. But now, how do you deal with it? Um, competitively, you know. Myself and OC, we 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 know what to expect. We knew what to what, what's coming, but it's hard to. It was very hard. I I in my opinion, very hard to translate that to the team itself. Um, you know, having that success and tasting it, and then kind of grounding yourself to say, like, to think about the hard work that went into winning that conference championship. That is not just going to be given to you. Um, and that, that was a very hard challenge for us. And I think it, it took it took that couple of years to regain that um, mentality. And, you know, and it, it was just an unprecedented time for us to, to coach that way. Oh, see, you know, what were some of the things that you thought obviously didn't go well for us in 2014 and 2015? Because, um, you know, like, like I said, I, th- I thought we were very talented. And, you know, what do you think it was from a team perspective that led to that, you know, championship hangover? No, I, I think because, like Josh said, uh, it was it was our first conference championship in 13. Um, obviously, we were all on the high, but I don't think we fully understood what it was going to take to stay on the high. Um, we didn't we didn't realize how much harder teams were going to come at us because 
you know, we were the defending champ. You know, they, everybody always talks about you know, having a target on their back as as the defending champion of every of anything. Um, and I don't think we we necessarily knew how to deal with that. We just thought it was going to be. Well, I don't want to say we thought it was going to be, but we may have thought it was just going to be. You know, another easy road to to another conference championship. And so I think it took us a year or two to really understand what it does take to you know defend the title. Um, and and I, unfortunately, I think that was the lull of 14 and 15. And then, you know, having that ability to, you know, get back on the page or get back on the horse, as they say, and, and really hone in on what it takes to be a champion again, um, I think we finally found again in 2016. Yeah, uh, that would make sense. I, I think in 2014, we all kind of were, were very cocky about just going through and kind of just went through the motions for most of that conference season. You know, we, we had a great start in the beginning of that non-conference season in 2014. And then it just kind of slowly went downhill. I like, you know, remember we, we lost to Gwinnett at home, like two nil, um, you know, we were kind of just very, very cocky throughout the year. And, but I think it is tough to, to try to stay grounded like that and whatever it may be. But um, so we're in 2016. So, what you know i'm trying to think what kind of were your favorite parts of 2013 and 2016 and the and from a coaching staff perspective like how did you see that junior class that justin was in grow from freshman year in 2014 to to 2016 uh i mean i think that was one of the reasons what right in 2013 to 2000 and uh, 2013 to 2014 was you guys that just won the conference championship saw the talent that we had coming in in 2014 and kind of thought, oh, we just got even better players and we're just going to be we're just going to be great again. Um, and I don't think that was the case. We needed to bring those guys along and, and get them up to speed. And I think they were up to speed in 2016. Um, and we, you know. It, just looking back at both of those years, it was it was just a coming together that you kind of felt it at, I think it was different points of the season, but you kind of felt where, where you, you knew when we were going to trend up and that was huge. Um, you know, just trending up and, um, and continuing that and making sure that we are going to, again, as we said in 2013, 2016, continue the same style, coaching style, um, philosophies and mentalities and, and just, and just kind of reap the rewards of, of doing so. Yeah, I, I'd agree with Josh there. So I think this is the, the question that everybody really wants to hear before I actually get into some more coaching questions about your, your new programs. Um, who would win? Oh, 13 or 16. I'm I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Said who who would win in a match today or at peak, at peak times? Who would win? 2013 or 2016? Hmm. <laughs> um, I would say in in a close match, uh, 13 would beat 16. Wow. What's the score? One nail or two one? I'd say like a one nil two one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really score more than two goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that I think that 2013 might hold the advantage um, because they played um, a consistent style uh, of play from back to front, and 2016, like we were talking about, was more of a transition-based team um, with, with a lot of speed. Um, but like, you know, our, the way we wanted to play, um, get the ball to the goal line, cross it back and and finish on the ground was done spectacularly by the 2013 team. Uh, 2016 was more free flowing and, and based on talent in the attacking third where, um, 2013 was more of a regular, a rigorous way to play, um, and a more systematic way to play. And I think they, they would, they would over, 
yeah, in a close game, they would, I think they would just edge the 2016 team. And in fact, the, the style of play that uh, that Josh just described of the 2013 team was the way in which we scored our game-winning goal right. in a 1-0 match against Marywood in the final. Yeah. Thank you to the post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Correct, so yeah. You heard, <laughs> you heard it here first. 2013 is the best pro- program team of all time. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> so see, so now now that you're in a in a new head coaching job at FDU, you know what are some of the things? Are you trying to bring some of the things that you instilled in us at Centenary to FDU, or is it a whole new style of OC? Or, or you know what are the challenges you faced in your first year, and that you may continue to face coming into a new program and instilling a new culture? Well, in in coming to FDU. Um, the situation that I'm stepping into is much different than the situation I stepped into when I first got to Centenary. Um, you know, the, the program right now at FDU has those pieces to the puzzle that a coach already wants. Uh, it's not necessarily that I have to go out and um, find those guys who are passionate about soccer and live, breathe, and die soccer. Like that's that's part of the culture that I don't have to change. We we currently have those guys. You know, obviously every coach is looking for better guys to bring into the program, but I think now it's just, um, it's having the team buy into the philosophy of what I want to bring to the program. And I, and I will say within a year's time, um, that's the philosophy that they wanted. So, um, having them buy into it, uh, being half the battle, I think they have bought into it. Uh, now it's just, uh, you know, the adjustment period of, of having them do it to the standard that I want. And obviously, you know, bringing in more talent as, as every program wants to, to help, you know, uh, solidify that philosophy and, and make the program better and, and, and going in a, a different direction with a, with a new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And so Josh, for, for you at Centenary, it was a little different because you've been there for so long, but did you want to change anything from what you learned under, under from OC? Or was it, you know, are you going to instill that same message? Uh, no, I think it's, I think it's the same kind of message. Um, you know, I think that the, the type of, the type of players that I'm bringing in right now um, are, are the type that, that can sustain that, that, that same message. A um, couple of different things that we need, that we, that we kind of brought in, but you know, it's, it's still it's still tough, you know. It just you know being um, the associated coach is not is not the head coach. Um, no matter how close it is, you know, it, it was a very tough transition for me um, to be that um, to be the head coach, and everything relies uh, everything comes back to me, and, and you know where I can go to OC and and we can figure things out. Um, it's trying to find that same dynamic now with an assistant, um, to have that, that same dynamic that we had, that we can bounce things off each other and ultimately come to the right decision. That's, that's a tough part, um, for me right now. Um, the same, same philosophies still exist, same playing style. Um, I don't think that's ever going to change. Um, but it was, it's just, you know, (laughs) people, people find it crazy, but you know, we, me and OC talk pretty much every day, every other day. Um, and, and still bounce things off each other, uh, as, as best as we can. Don't, what are, what are, don't, hold on. Don't, don't let him fool you, Jesse, because, um, you know, as an associate head coach, you know, he's, he showed that he was ready to take over the program at scent. Um, so, you know, he, he he says, you know, as an as an associate, it's not quite like being a head coach. But I'll tell you, he he prepared himself quite nicely uh, to be a leader of a program. And um, having gone through scent, having worked his way up through the the coaching system, and seeing the change from where it was in two thousand four to where it now exists in in two thousand twenty, um, I'm I'm very happy that he has has had the opportunity to take over the program because. He's a very big reason as to why that program has gone from one place to another. That's very nice of you to say. So what, <laughs> what, what are one or two things that you guys have learned from each other 
spending just about, you know, 12, yeah, 12-ish seasons together. You know, Josh, what are some of the, the biggest things OC has taught you about just coaching, whatever it may be, and OC vice versa, because I'm sure you've learned you've learned a handful from Josh as well. Uh, well, you know, oh, you go ahead. As, a, go ahead. As, a, as a head coach, you know, it's it's part of your job to help your assistant coaches mature in their in their coaching and their style so that they, you know, one day become a head coach themselves. Um, I don't think I really had to teach Josh that because he had he had so much experience in coaching to begin with. Um, I really didn't have to, to teach anything to him. You know, obviously he had to learn about, you know, the behind the scenes administrative stuff. Um, but in terms of, of being a coach, I mean, he was he was ready when he stepped on to, to Sense Field. For me, it was more maybe tweaking things here and there uh, with regards to reasoning and, and expectations and things like that. But, um, you know, I, I really didn't have to teach him a whole lot about, about being a good coach. Yeah, I mean – a lot of the things that the, the things I learned from OC, uh, one of the things is is confidence, um, is is dealing with, you know, the everyday, the everyday struggle uh, of coaching, uh, while maintaining your your standards and practices, um, and you know, seeing how he dealt with players coming in, players on the field, uh, coming into the office, I should say, uh, players on the field, the, the different way to um create those relationships um that that was huge um you know a lot of you know i I bust him for it all the time and i'm still not that good at it but his his organizational skills um you know you know just before this whole pandemic started i was going through files and i just was in awe of how everything was kept um each year each everything from top to bottom um and it's it was that that same you know that same drive and focus that you know i had i know he had i I got a lot from him Uh, but it was it was just the the way that he could deal with different players uh you know we we joke about all the time the the oc stare uh, the the blank the the blank stare you Got ask that him, a lot <laughs> you ask him you know me too but you ask him uh, you ask him a question that you should know the answer to and he just stares at you and you're like yeah all right thought so and yeah, and you keep going and you just go about your day um, so it Gotta was bobblehead <laughs> so we uh, um, yeah I mean it, that was what I you know I just learned a lot of you know man management season management um and the confidence to do it and i think one of the greatest uh things that oc did for me was the freedom to try to put my my spin on the team and also in in recruiting um he trusted me to find the players that would fit our system and you know of course i failed miserably sometimes of getting the players that I wanted to, but I think that was the, that was so such a turning point in my, in my learning and leadership um, style that I had to figure it out on my own at times. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'd be like, come on, i give me something. I need, I need help somewhere. I need, I need this. I, I need like, but it, it just helped me grow so much. And you don't realize that until you know, sad subject, but you don't realize that until it's gone, you know, until it's, until you don't have that back and forth um, for the same program, I should say. It, 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 it was really tough. I mean, but, you know, it's, I'm grateful that we have such a good relationship still this day where we can bounce things off each other and, and I can call him about a game and ask him about this situation, that situation. And, I know he's going to give me uh, a no nonsense explanation, and this is what it should be, um, in, in his opinion, and and I can and I can manipulate that the way I want to. So and the great thing is, Jesse, is is we we're still so close, and we're still so point blank honest with each other. We even talk to each other after we played against each other. Uh, yeah, which was which was one of the toughest days in my entire life. Of this past year. <laughs> um, 
Well, it, it was tough because of the the extenuating circumstances away from our game to begin with. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is my daughter's birthday. Yeah, his daughter's birthday. Was it really? Board, scoreboard yeah. not working. Um, <laughs> so it was it was interesting even before game day came. Um, but it, it was just great, like sitting back afterwards and and being like, hey, you know, like I was surprised you did this with, you know, X guy, and he was like, yeah, I can't believe you did this, and it's just it's great that you can still sit down, not just as colleagues but as as friends and you know bust each other's balls and 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 you know do things like that even though you know you're not with the same program anymore. Yeah, yeah that so day, who's, gonna who's gonna win this year? Oh, it's definitely going to be me. I let him get his win. <laughs> I let him get his win this year. No, but that was the hardest thing, Jesse, was honestly, um, you know, you have your your mentor you know, now across the side, uh, across the line from you. And he, I wanted to win so bad, but I didn't want him to lose. Um, so it was a really tough. And I'm glad the game went the way it did. And it was close. And it was back close and game. forth. Yeah. It was back yep. and forth. Um, I don't think it could have, other than us winning, I don't think it could have been a much better game um, in our sense to, to go back and forth like that. You know, I think it would have been, I think it would have been a, a disservice if it was a blowout either way. Um, so yeah, I think it was cool, but it was, it was a very tough day. Uh, a lot of emotions and, um, and, you know, I, you know, I can't get, wait to get back and do it again this year. I'll tell you though, it really was weird sitting on out of the bench. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. For, Fourteen so, years sitting on that home bench, and then one year removed, and I'm sitting on the away bench. Man, that was that was weird. That's just because you couldn't just because you couldn't get to the AR. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and believe me, believe me, I think you and I both wanted to run up that AR's back. <laughs> yeah, the, the, that's that, that's our common goal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just thinking back to all the things I see said to to the ARs <laughs> over the years. Um, I, I but anyway, so during, during this time, <laughs> um, during this time of pandemic, you know what? Uh, what are some of the leadership things you guys are doing as a as coaches with your programs, trying to make sure that they're all still together and still communicating and you know still working? How are you going about this current situation? Um, for me, I, I think it might be a little easier than, than, uh, OC situation, obviously still a new coach. I, th- I think it, no, I'm not going to speak for him, but I just think it's a little harder. I, I think it would be harder. Um, for my guys, um, you know, we've been together, you know, I, we only have, uh, two seniors on our team this year. Um, and the rest are, have been together for two, one to two years, yeah, three years. Um, so they're, they're very close. They're very tight. Um, they all get along. Um, I, we're doing a lot of, uh, zoom stuff. You know, we're doing some zoom, um, trivia. Uh, we did some, we did a zoom call for regular soccer trivia. Then we did one for centenary, uh, trivia stuff. Um, but honestly, um, the captains that I, that I've named have, have really stepped up, um, and have taken a lot of responsibility off my shoulders, you know, other than, focus on everybody's academics. Um, they're doing a lot of competitions within each other. Um, they're doing, uh, I think right now they're on a, on a 5k challenge. Um, you know, it's been going around the, the internet, um, recently. So they've done their own 5k challenge and they're trying to beat each other. Um, which is, <laughs> as you know, Jesse, and OC, that's, that's crazy for me to see, um, centenary guys running in the off season. Um, you know, I'm impressed. I mean, you know, somebody's got, somebody's under, under, uh, 20 minutes in a 5k, uh, and it's all tracked and other people want to beat it. And instead of just doing one, they're doing two, they're doing three. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just blown away by how they've come together and they are, you know, they, I, I, I think this is a blessing in disguise to be, to be fair. They are, they are really ready to play, um, in for preseason. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm very happy about that. 
Yeah, you know, even though even though I'm new to FDU, um, you know, like Josh, my team is only graduating three seniors this year, so we're a very uh, sophomore, junior heavy team. Uh, so, like like his team, you know, our team is very very close. Um, so it's been easy for me um, to keep them on the ball and active. You know, we're also communicating by Zoom and GroupMe. And, uh, you know, they're doing some fun things as well. Um, I haven't, I haven't seen the 5k challenge with our guys yet. I wish they would do it. Um, (laughs) uh, but, um, you know, they are, they're getting together with themselves via, you know, the, uh, the internet and things like that and, and keep themselves motivated, which is nice. You know, we've started trying to get back into, uh, you know, soccer mindset. We're doing some match analyzation, um, from world cup matches and, and having, having our guys, you know, analyze specific individuals within the team and their roles and, and how it benefits the team in, in the big picture. Um, having them kind of study themselves along the way through this pandemic as well to help them kind of uh, grow in maturity uh, with their roles and responsibilities within, within our own program. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, Josh hits it right on the head, you know, not having the ability to train in the spring in those five weeks um, I know they are, they, they can't wait for, you know, I think it's August 17th to get here because they want to be back on the field ASAP. For sure. For sure. I bet. Well, gentlemen, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. We've been going for an hour. Uh, just to recap the 2013 centenary, uh, soccer team is the best in program history. I do want to thank you for saying that, but, um, you know, I, again, no, seriously, I do appreciate you guys taking the time to come on here and, and talk about just everything. So thank you. Hey, Always a pleasure, hey, Jesse. Hey, OC, hold on a second. Jesse, let's let's turn the tables real quick. Let's turn the tables. Let, let me ask you a question. Okay. What do you think um, from, you know, playing under OC and coaching with OC and then same with me, um, and we had a year together. Um, what do you, what, what are your, what is your takeaways from, OC and myself in terms of where you're at now doing like a podcast like this and your leadership uh, mentality at, at this point, you know, we stay in touch regularly and I'm very proud of what you're doing. Um, you know, I know OC doesn't go on Instagram and, and, and social media stuff. <laughs> hey, um, hey, hey, hey. So, you know, he's just with his daughters on his TikTok, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I get a kick out of. Uh, but you know, Jesse, where like you're you're growing your stuff, you're growing your goalkeeping, your your goalkeeping uh, company, and and strength and conditioning things, and now this leadership podcast, which you're getting a lot of good people on. What what did what did we help you with in, in terms of as a player into a coach? Because you know we did definitely had some up and ups and downs. Yeah, you know it's a great question. I think it's hard to to really put in words, but. You know, you know, I was thinking back to it last night and and even before is like even just from coming in as a freshman to just the way OC treated us, like I, I just remember on my recruiting visit, you know, the the first thing that OC did was kind of make me feel like family. And and I think, you know, the way that you guys cared for us as individuals and especially Josh, the way, you know, you kind of helped me in our year where I was coaching, um, where I was your assistant. And, you know, I think just the way really you guys cared about individual growth as people, as players. And, you know, (laughs) I know I wasn't the easiest to coach during my four years and even my, the easiest to, to coach, I guess, if you will, as a, as an assistant. But, you know, I think the biggest thing that, that I get from you guys is how much you really care about individual growth and wanting everyone to succeed together. Um, you know, I think those are, those are the things that really stick out to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, for people that don't know the behind the scenes, you know, Jesse, we, we've had some, some crazy, um, heart to hearts <laughs> over the, over the past couple of years. Um, and, and, um, you know, I just, you know, I, I just want people to, to understand that what goes into leadership is, is definitely the, 
the personal bond and connection that you find with with your players. And like I said, that's something that I really learned from from OC. Um, you know, I dressed up as OC once for Halloween. Um, <laughs> I used to I used to do crazy things to to him. Uh, we used to have an old scoreboard that used to play um, ducks and gunshots to keep <laughs> to keep uh, to keep uh, geese off the field. I turned that on one time, and perfect timing, it went off right in his uh, pre-practice speech. Um, so, you know, like those type of things where you know the the personal um, the personal relationships really go very far. You know, I know OC keeps in touch with so many people. Um, so many alumni and knows the ins and outs of all of them. Uh, I just thought that was I thought that was very commendable, and I think anybody listening to this, any coach, any uh, aspiring coach, any any kid um, looking to go play college, uh, is is find that relationship with that coach that uh, that you can, you know, have that bond for years, and it's kind of unbreakable. I, I couldn't agree with you guys more. You know, the the one thing I enjoy most, you know, and I've been coaching for a long time, is the ability to reach out to alum um, at any given point. They reach out to me, just talk, small talk. You know, I'm at the point now where a lot of my alum are getting married and being invited back to their to their weddings. Um, some of them are becoming parents, so now I'm buying you know baby things for. For them as well, um, it's just special as a coach when your alumni reach out to you and want you to be a part of their lives way, way long after they've graduated from your institution. So uh, there's nothing more that I love than, than staying connected with my alum and, and seeing how I've affected them in, in their real lives, uh, not just uh, on the field. Well said, well said. Well, again, gentlemen, thank you very much. And uh, I look forward to, to our continued conversations throughout the years.